The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for July 19th, 2022. Except with that uh, intro there, now I feel like I want to run a late night talk show, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, we are going to be making sloppy joes today. This is a recipe that was provided to us by very uh, valued community member, Linda Yaks. Mm -hmm. And if you want to submit a recipe to me for a future consideration, there are two ways you can do it. You can email community at acb.org, which what a number of you did last week. And I thank you also, Jane, for your cookie recipe. And we also have various lists. And before I, we talk more about the lists, first of all, I want to introduce our sparkling uh, and very heated uh, co-host, uh, Twinkling Tori. Uh, Hello. Hello. There you are. I was a little worried there that you'd melted. <laughs> no, just muted. Just muted, not melted. Okay, very good. And I would like to bring in also uh, host of In the Kitchen with the Courtney and Carrie every Sunday at uh, 5 p.m. Central. It is Courtney. 6 p.m. Eastern because we're on ACB time, so we go Eastern. Very good. 6 ACB time. That would be Miss Crafty Courtney, the rebel crafter herself. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. I understand you have some list announcements you'd like to make. I do. So we have a problem with the list, sir, um, for the recipes, but it's a good problem. And I got to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> so um, when I set up the account, I didn't think that we would have too much interest, but I guess that's what I get for thinking. Um, and the account that we have, the maximum number of subscribers we can have is 100, and we have reached that. And yes, yes, so see, that's a good problem, and that means nobody else can subscribe. That's the bad problem. So, um, there, the, the way I found to fix it is there's going to be a monthly charge, and um. That just doesn't work into my budget. So I've, I've got another idea for a workaround. I've just got to contact the right people. So y'all please bear with me as, as I try to work on this. And hopefully by Sunday, we will have an answer or have it fixed. So just keep hanging on to that. And I'll try to try to get the workaround fixed. So that's the announcement I have. Very Thanks, good. All so, right, Harvey, you might not want to give that uh, the surf address right now. <laughs> I may have contributed to the over 100 people subscribing. Yeah, because that's not, that's not really a bad thing. No, oh. it's, a, it's a great thing. And, you know, it thrills me that people are interested in you Definitely. Know, what we have to send out. So. All right. Well, uh, sorry to hear that, Courtney, but uh, we are definitely excited that you have this problem, and um, we will continue on then and uh, wait for you. And maybe just folks. give the email address, not the listserv. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Herbie, I'm going to have to leave, but 
thank you for allowing me time to make that announcement. Uh, you're welcome. And I will send you the bill. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I let you do this for free. Um, <laughs> no, you're, you're most welcome, uh, Courtney. Glad to have you on here. And folks, I hope you'll come on the call this Sunday, not just because to find out what's going on with the list, but because whatever awesome recipe she and Carrie have in store for us. So that is just one of three, four, technically four cooking, truly cooking calls we have on here. We have Mine, uh, In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie, when Wake, Make and Bake happens, we have that, and Cooking Without Looking. And there's also a couple of other awesome uh, cooking-related calls, too, such as like It's the Electric. Recipe shop. Uh, yep, recipe it's Electric swap. tomorrow night, yep, and uh, the Recipe Swap next week. And, um, Tori, you might benefit from last week's uh, Recipe Swap, as a lot of the recipes did not uh, involve cooking. So um, if you've not subscribed to that list... Well, I did. I did say that I wanted to be subscribed to it, and um, Sheila was going to subscribe me, but I don't know if I have been yet. Uh, if uh, yeah, well, oh dear. Well, unfortunately, our host is not maybe in a position to talk to you about that right now. But uh, um, you might want to uh, get together afterwards and uh, stuff. In the meantime, I can give you all the documents that I uh, do have. And because uh, I saved them all awesome. on the recipe swap. So there you go. All right. So in, so far this call, we've had list announcements. I'm sure we have our uh, host uh, blushing and uh, whatnot. So how about we actually get to uh, cooking? So considering it's cooking corner. It is indeed a cooking corner. Who knew? Right. And we are going to, like I said, make sloppy joes. Now, there are a number of ways you can make them. And a lot of the ways I'd heard of involve the actual sloppy joe mix that you get from a can and you add to the ground beef or whatever. And then I actually had a homemade recipe, which we may try at some point just for something different. but uh, Not in weather like this. Not in weather like this, no. Because it requires the oven. Yep. <laughs> But this one does not. This just requires the stove. And um, the only really tomato-y part of this would be the uh, ketchup. So you could probably use less than the cup it calls for. Uh, in my case, I do. Uh, I am going to do the full cup. But uh, I'm also going to be the only one eating this. So that is fine, too. So let's start with our ground meat because we're going to uh, do that. I'm using the uh, ground beef, and the Tori, I'm assuming you're using uh, tofu or mushrooms? Or? I'm using mushrooms. I've got very finely diced mushrooms, which will, right. when they're cooked, have a similar consistency to the meat, but will not taste anything like it. All right. So, and there you go. Ground meat or diced mushrooms. You've got your choice, and we'll focus more on the Tori's tips as uh, we the call progresses. So in my case, I've got the tube of meat. This is the one that comes in those rolls. So I'm going to just kind of slice off the edge here if we can. And if that doesn't work, then we'll just cut down the middle instead and do it that way, which I think we're going to end up doing. So you can get the meat in the rolls or the trays. It really doesn't. I mean, the, the advantage, I think, really with the meat in the trays is you can find meat with less grease, like 90% lean or whatever. 
The thing I don't like about some of those less greasier meats, though, is the way it cooks. Because I find that having the grease to generate the grease generated work, I, I find personally that it works better for me. But uh, that's just my experience. So I'd probably use like the less greasier ones if I was making patties or something like that. So I'm going to now put the knife in the sink. We're going to throw the package away. I had a little bit that got on my hands. We're going to put the excess in the pan. Then we're going to wash up before touching the pan controls. So I'm using my new wave cooker. If you've been on previous calls, you've heard me use this. And if not, it is really like it's an induction burner that and what you just heard is the Tori's gas lighting. Um, what this is, is it's like an induction burner. So the pan has a magnet on it and so does the burner itself. And once the two make contact, then the element will heat up to the temperature you specify. And when you, it, if it comes off, then the uh, burner takes off. So the idea is to prevent fires. Um, I think the one this way it can cause a fire is I think one time I may have had it in contact with another pan that was also metal and um, or a pot that may have caused, but then the burner itself didn't catch on fire. It, caught, it may have had a stove fire that way, but that was several years ago. And uh, since then, I've definitely been extra careful to make sure pots and pans don't touch each other when they are cooking. So what we are going to do is ground the meat and then we're going to add in our other ingredients. And um, so the ingredients that we need here and um, we're going to need a pound of ground beef, a half cup of onion, celery, finely chopped, minced garlic, mustard, Worcestershire sauce, Vinegar, ketchup, all that good stuff. So this one, is what's nice is that we don't actually have to worry about a separate mixing bowl. We just add everything into the pan. And then we're going to serve it on hamburger buns. Now, the one extra bit of work I'm going to have to do is with the celery. Because I could not get any chopped celery. So it's an annoyance, but something we can live with. I'm just going to have to chop it myself you poor thing i am you know it means i have to get out the cutting board and then get out the celery stalks and wash them oh herbie how will you cope i don't know but the good news is it gives me something to talk about on the call while the meat is browning and uh, i'm checking on food so uh, Chanel does not like the uh, idea of Sloppy Joes, so she is getting a separate breakfast. So I mentioned this now, so you'll not be able to ask her how they turned out unless she does choose to try it a little bit later. No, but we can ask her what you thought of them if you don't exactly. end up trying them for some reason on there. Exactly. All right. Are there any, does anybody have any questions so far? Now's a good time to raise your hand if you do.
All right. You have no hands raised, Harvey. All right. So what I'm doing now is I'm just using the spoon to break up the meat. One of the common questions that people do have, and for very good reason, is how can you tell when your meat is done? Well, this is where I, first of all, you know, you can use your fingers when the pan's just warming up, but you obviously know it's not heated up. But the way it feels with the spoon, so if you can tell, I am using a metal spoon. And the, the reason why is I find it gives the best contact for being able to feel stuff while it's cooking. And so I'm just uh, spreading the meat around. Now this was had a chance to fully defrost, so it's not uh, clumped up or anything like that. And uh, hold on, really watch. Okay, yes. Set the timer for five minutes. The tater tots that I'm cooking are not crisp enough, so that's what I was checking on a minute ago. So I am making sure that they are. And uh, so I'm not probably having a few of those too, actually, with the sloppy joe. So let me go along with it. And so anyway, the meat is defrosted, so it really makes it easier to. Uh, break up. You can. It also cook cooks quicker. It it does cook a lot quicker. If your meat is not defrosted, there are a couple of options. One, there is the defrost option in most microwaves that you can use to kind of uh, get the meats, you know, more defrosted. Or if it's at least defrosted enough where you can get it out the package safely, then just let it sit in the pan and start to cook, and then break it up that way. But that way is harder. And so it's not my preferred method, but so I'm really, I usually prefer to let these things fully defrost. Okay. While the pan is defrosting, we're going to make sure, or the pan is not defrosting. While the meat is browning, the pan is warming up. Let's go deal with our celery. I was able to get the minced onion, so I just have to chop the celery. And you can hear me getting these stuff out the fridge here. We've got a thing of onion, a thing of celery, and what I'm going to do now is, so these are actually came in the same plastic bag, so I've just been lazy and not gotten them out yet. The celery is nicely, it comes, this one particularly comes in a bag. So what they did is it's already peeled celery. They've taken off the stalks and stuff. So I only have to worry about actually chopping it. This really does save a lot of time and work, but you can also buy the celery that is on the stalk. And uh, that's just a matter of preference. I do, I think the stalks or availability might, or availability. Yes. I do think the stock celery might, might last a little bit longer, but again, it does. so that's the one advantage. If you're not going to go through it as quickly, then that may be the one to buy. And, but like Tori said, availability matters. And uh, sometimes when shopping, especially in these troubled times, you've got to uh, be uh, 
just get what you can get. But you know what, folks? I'm just going to say this much. At least we're not living in, like, say, World War II, where we had severe rationing all over the world and things like that. So I think I'd still rather live in a time like today. I don't know if any future historians will be listening to these calls uh, 20 years down the road or 50 or whatever. But uh, there you go. Um, but as a history major, that's my perspective. Is that Although there was some, um, not as strict, but there was some rationing during the beginning of the pandemic over here, where you were only allowed to buy so many of, of each item, especially certain items like milk and such. Oh, wow. You had a limit to how many you could buy at the store and um, how many you could order when you did an online shop and everything. Oh, wow. I've seen that with a couple of things here, but not like um, to that extreme really when it was always that oh, way. Pretty, pretty much everything. Wow. Uh, they, they have stopped that now, but it was for, the, for about the first year of the pandemic. That's how it was. I because think people, if they... People panicked and started buying up loads of stuff. So to try and stop that, they were limiting it. Right. I think if they tried that over here, there'd be a rebellion, but... Uh, there was here, but... Whatever. Yeah. Well, but, you know, if Napoleon's assessment of you guys was, was correct, you know, you, you guys really wouldn't do that. Napoleon viewed the Brits as a bunch of shopkeepers and sheep herders. So, uh, well, he's wrong. Yeah. History well, was wrong. <laughs> was wrong. Yeah, was. <laughs> Keyword key is was. H history definitely proved that to be the case okay you know what we're talking about history instead of cooking um but they're both interesting subjects they are both interesting subjects and we could talk about the history of cooking and how things have changed you know just imagine you know at one time ice cream was a delicate treat that was only served in small cups to the very wealthy so. Yeah, that's how it is if you buy soy ice cream here, because you, you need to be wealthy to be able to afford more than that. Yep. The price of soy ice cream compared to regular ice cream, trust me. Well, you know, if, if it becomes more popular, then, you know, and becomes easier to make, then I, that can always change. But uh, True. Just like it did for regular ice cream. Exactly. Now, back in the 1700s, if you told them they could buy regular ice cream from the store, and you know, from a freezer section in massive tubs, they'd be like, what? They wouldn't even know what a freezer section is. That is true. Let alone a grocery store. Well, they'd know the idea of a grocer. I anyway, think they could folks, figure out the idea of a grocery store, but yeah. Yeah. At least this is food-related history. It is, and uh, I'm actually not doing anything spectacular at the moment. I've taken tater tots out the oven. Um, sampling Chanel steak, but it's the parts she doesn't like. So. we got to make sure it turned out okay. You understand how these things go. You have to make sure it's safe for a treat, right? Mm-hmm. Very good. So, um, Chanel, if you're listening, your breakfast is ready. And it's getting put on the table right now. And then I got to go back to my pan. 
But folks, this is one of the things that if you're a cook, you might find yourself doing multitasking in the kitchen. So that's why I'm doing it that way because it can be done. You might have a situation where you and uh, the other person you're cooking for have different dietary needs. So I think, um, or just different preferences or whatever. So, you know, it's good to know how to multitask in yep. the I, kitchen. I'm in a situation with different dietary preferences and such. So exactly. I make my husband cook his own dinner. Ah, okay. Well, we, ha we have a deal. I won't complain that he's eating the meat if he doesn't make me cook it. Very good. Uh, I think he wants to, you know, never you think he'll ever start hit. Well, I guess he's not blind. I guess his cooking show wouldn't be quite the same, but. Uh, you don't want uh, him to do a cooking show. We don't want him to do a cooking show. Okay. Very good. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. So. Yeah, you should. Um, all right. Um, now, uh, Carl, your brother, on the other hand, if he ever got the time to do a cooking show. I think mine would be blown out the water, but uh, then again, but now you'd be at the time you weren't when I first had you, 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 you weren't co-facilitating, so you wouldn't you wouldn't have been in competition with him. But now that changes. And uh, anyway, guys, I'm so what I'm doing is I'm stirring the meat and I'm feeling it with my spoon, and I can tell that it is mostly done. It'll really start popping and hissing when it is completely done. So. Um, believe it or not, we're actually not goofing off here. We are just... We are cooking uh, while we were messing about. Exactly. And I've done these ground beef things before, so um, I'm not sure how many, if we have any first-timers on the call or listening to the stream. Welcome, if you are, by the way. Um, do we have actually any raised hands? We do. Abraham. Abraham. Hi, um, so I've heard of tater tots, but I have no idea what it is. I don't tater think we get... Um, small, small potatoes. Is it yep. like a sweet potato? Like, 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 uh, like oven, no, it can be any kind of potato. Well, okay. it's just chunks of potato um, co just cooked in the oven. Kind of like um, mini potato wedges. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, so I assume we could use potato wedges as an alternative. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, we don't get, I don't think we get meat in a can. I think you said the can, you open the can of meat. Uh, no, no uh, mo most people don't get it like that. Most, most of, uh, most places um, you probably have to get like a tray of meat. Okay. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Of, of the ground meat. Um, okay. It doesn't really matter what kind of container it comes in. It's not. It's it's the contents that matter. Okay. Um. And did you mention any alternative? If you don't, eat I meat? I did. I did start. Um. Sort of. I was going to go into it more, but since you asked, I'll do it now. Okay. So I'm using very finely chopped mushrooms as my alternative, um, because of the fact that I don't eat meat, and mushrooms is my preferred choice. But you can use any kind of meat alternative you want. Do bear in mind, though, that some of the meat alternatives will not be suitable if you have certain allergies. For example, some corn products contain egg. You can also use lentils if you want, or very finely cut up pieces of firm tofu. 
All I hope right. that answers your question. Thank you. All right. So yeah, definitely. If uh, you know, I, 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 that that's a very so the very good questions because different cultures, of course, have different foods. A um, couple of things I wanted to clarify. So one, my meat was not in a can. What it did come in is uh, like a plastic wrap type thing that's in like a tube shape. So that's all that was. Now, what I did mention is that sloppy Joe mix that can come in an actual can, but that's just like yeah, the soft that we mixture. definitely would not be able to get. <laughs> definitely okay. would not be able to get that over here. All right. So uh, most definitely... people over here don't even know what a sloppy Joe is. Nope. So I'd have been um, saying, "What on earth is that?" If I wasn't married to a Canadian. <laughs> So, you know, definitely a, definitely a good point, though, to bring up. So, folks, if you come from a different cultural background and I'm ever, we're talking about stuff that you know nothing about, by all means, feel free to ask because um, it's very easy just to take it for granted that you're speaking to a general audience and, you know, you can... And you don't um, know unless you ask. Exactly, so... Um, yeah, I did not think that Brit knew about Sloppy Joe's, but I don't know what cultural things have come to you guys. No, Brits to... don't know about Sloppy Joe's. Like I said, I know only because I'm married right. to a Canadian. So. Very good. Okay, do we have any other hands? Not at this time. All right, so what I've been doing, I've been letting the meat kind of brown, and... Um, it's kind of still, it could be in smaller chunks, but you know what? Now that you are browned, I'm going to stop you, the meat uh, browning. I'm going to, what we're going to do is pour the meat into a strainer, and then I'm going to let the pan cool off for a minute or two so I can wash it out and I can chop more celery, which I started doing. See, this is another reason to use the mushrooms because you don't have to do that step. That is true, yes. But the mushrooms, you know, I don't know. Um, I find the best way to the best way to eat mushrooms is when they're fried in batter. So, well, that's a good way to eat them too. Exactly. So I'm going to take the pan, and I, so the strainer that I have, it's really like a bowl that has slots in it all the way around the bottom and the side. And so I'm just going to pour in to the bowl and then I'm going to shake off the extra grease. And then when I put the meat back into the pan after I wash it, then I'm going to use my fingers to break it up so that way, it can cook in a little bit even better. Hmm. So let's talk about the celery here now. I've got a paring knife that I'm using for the celery. And um, I've got a stick. Uh, so I've got several sticks on the cutting board here. Calls for about a half cup of chopped celery. I'm not going to chop it all and measure it in a half cup and see if 
that, that it works is or a, not. That is approximately two to three, depending on the size of them, stalks of celery. I didn't All right. Uh, because I had to ask. <laughs> you had to ask. Okay. I was just going to put a bunch in and see how I it asked, goes. I asked the, the A lady, and that's what she said. She also All asked right. if that answered my question, so I told her it did. <laughs> very good. Yes. The A ladies are very useful kitchen aids, by the way, folks, because it's nice to have a thing that you can ask questions of, like, you know, if you're unsure of a measurement or how to convert it, if you get a recipe from another country that uses a different measuring system. So definitely by all means. And I prefer to use the A lady more for that than I do Siri. Um, just cause. Cause Siri likes to say, I can't help you with that. Yep. Or she'll give you an inaccessible website. Yeah. Whereas the A lady, you can just ask and you'll get an answer. So um, that is uh, our recommendation. So I'm cutting the celery into really fine pieces. Again, I'm using a paring knife, so it's not really sharp. And I'm just cutting off a bit off the stalk at, the at a time. So, and then I'm chopping the smaller pieces. I'm using my fingers as a guide to just kind of put the knife blade in between. But um, so it's very easy to cut this stuff, actually. So, yes, the celery works well. I could have used a food processor if I wanted, or a blender, and uh, done it that way. But eh, the knife works just as well. And so I'm taking uh, this larger piece of celery, cutting it into, cutting off a smaller chunk, and then cutting that chunk really fine just by kind of like mashing it with the knife. So uh, let's see if I can describe this. So I'll take a piece of celery, cut it off lengthwise, and now I'm going to switch it so that the part, I have the celery standing up on like its edges. So that part is on the cutting board and the raised part is in front of my knife now. Though it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just the advantage of doing it this way is that it's go not going to roll around. And then I'm cutting it again, just width and lengthwise, and just having all sorts of fun here. And uh, that's all there is to it with the cutting celery. And the onion, I was able to get that minced at least, already minced, so we don't have to do anything fancy with that. We will have to mince some garlic, but I have a nice little garlic press for that. And you can just make the celery as big or as small as you want it. And that can really depend on things too, like how much celery you actually like. And that is that. Okay, do we have any questions? You do not have any hands raised. All right. Fascinating. Uh, it's uh, last couple weeks, uh, everybody was talking, and then we go back to being streamed, and you're all being silent. Okay. Um, very good. So, uh, yes. Um, Tori, do you have. feel like you've explained well enough. Maybe. Either that or they've not had their morning cups of coffee, and they're actually snoring. So, I don't know. Um, Tori, did you have any tips you wanted to offer for chopping celery? Um, watch your fingers. That's a good. Um, really? I don't know how to watch my fingers because I can't see. Well, 
Okay, be careful of your finger placement if we're going to be technical. Um, which is the same tip really for cropping out anything, but um, also be, be bear in mind that you want to um, the celery is kind of rounded on one side, so it's easier to keep it still to chop if you put it with the slightly flatter side facing down. Yep. So other than that, I think you covered it all. All right. So watch your fingers, guys. This is what you come here to learn is uh, watch your fingers. Barbie, you do have a couple hands now. All right. Let's get to it. Spider Woman. Hi, Heidi. Yep. I was also actually going to say um, you could actually use a cutting glove um, mm. when you cut celery and stuff like that so that it kind of helps to prevent it to going into your hands. You could, or yes. fingers. I've heard of these. I've never used one. And I think me using either. one would throw me off because I've never, I don't like having my hand feel restricted, but it is definitely a good tip if you are uncertain with a knife. Yes. Okay, Abraham. <coughs> um, do you cut one stalk of celery at a time or do you do multiple? Yes, one at a time. Yes. And, um, can you, is it something you can use kitchen scissors? Yes, actually, because it cuts easy enough that if you've got a decent pair of kitchen scissors, it will probably work no problem. Cool. I never thought of that. But uh, yeah, I think it would. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. Very good question there, Abraham. Is this your first time on my cooking call? It is, yeah. but it feels like. Um, um, I've been here before because I watched your YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, very good. Yes, you hey, can. Hey, we have a fan. <laughs> we do have a fan. Yes, indeed, folks. You can find Herbie's Cooking Corner on YouTube. And uh, I'm working on getting more calls up, the, up there, but I do, did just even post another one yesterday with the uh, sticky garlic chicken. I posted the ranch chicken last week. And just look for Herbie's Cooking Corner. It is a playlist because I have several uh, different projects up on my YouTube channel. So look for uh, Herbie's Cooking the Herbie's Cooking Corner playlist, and uh, you will be I believe there's a link shape. in the email, isn't there? Yes, there is. So you can click on the email and then just add that playlist, and then whenever I update it, it will update automatically. And um, I'm assuming you can get it to notify you when I update the playlist. You can. So... There you go. Okay. If you follow it, you can get yeah, if you follow it, you can get notifications. Yep. So it's just like having a being following a channel. So I definitely encourage you to do that. And that uh, you get these calls. They're usually edited. There's one or two that I, you get the unedited versions of. But um, um there you go. So that is, I'm really glad though that Abraham, that uh, you are watching the YouTube videos. And yeah, I guess if you've been watching them, it feels like you're in real time, but now you get to ask questions. And I do read comments that people leave and I do try to respond to them. So if you uh, are listening to a video and you have a question that does not get addressed, by all means, leave it in the comments and, uh, I will get back to you. One comment, in fact, that I did respond to the other day was uh, my ranch chicken. That, that is not on the ACB podcast feed. That was before I'd started submitting anything to them. 
actually, but I'd started making some recordings of my uh, calls because I knew people would want archives. But I found an easier way not to get to get stuff on YouTube several months ago. So that's why we just now have the uh, Cooking Corner channel. All right. Anybody else? Not at this moment. All right. So I'm now going to wash out the pan. And Sheila, what is my current time? It's 1036. 1036. All right. Let's see if we can get this thing moving fast here and actually try to eat the sloppy joes before our time is up. So I really should have uh, sliced, done a lot of the celery chopping ahead of time, but that's okay. Like I did. Yes. On the other hand, we've got to answer your questions on celery chopping. So there is that for a trade-off. So I'm just washing out this pan. We're going to dry it. I could use a different pan if I wanted to, but this one works so well that I just some often prefer to reuse it. But you can do whatever works best for you. You could also use a pot on the stove if you wanted. That would even give you the advantage of being able to actually cover it. This one doesn't call for us to do it, just calls for the mixture to be simmered. So I'm going to now put the pan on the burner. Since our celery is already chopped, I'll go ahead and put that in. Then we're going to put in the meat next and the onions. Add in our sauce mixture and the garlic. And then we're going to uh, try this puppy. So there, the celery's in the pan. Now I'm going to pour in the meat. Because it really, in the end, it's all going to get mixed up. So order of operation does not matter for this. Um, in terms of which stuff you add in or whatever. Onion. Oh, it all ends in, up in the pan. Exactly. The onion comes in a square container, the one I have anyway. This is from Walmart. It has a plastic seal on the side. I take that off. Then the lid has its own little plastic handle, which is murder to get off. But there, if you just lift it up, you will get it done. And we'll pour the onion in there. It may actually be more onion than what the recipe calls for, but I'm not complaining. And I, I do like onion and I do like celery. Okay, next is our minced garlic. Do we have minced garlic? Well, we have garlic bulbs, rather. That have suddenly disappeared on me when I actually need them. All right. Well, then, fortunately, we are going to have to, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, we will just use the alternative then if I can't find my actual garlic and we will use garlic powder 
and call that good. Besides, the garlic is optional, so I don't think it really matters. No, it does not. It's just something good to have, but... Oh, um, yeah, I'm definitely including it in mine. My dad's not coming anywhere near the house, so it's fine. Exactly, so... All right, so now that this fridge is going to be difficult, we will move... How to organize your fridge. There's another call in itself. So by the way, folks, just to talk about some programming notes. So I will be gone one of our the weeks in August. It'll be the, let's see, we leave on the 5th. So a, a, the 9th. Night. But that's going to be not a problem because I have arranged a special cooking call to that day. Instead of cooking, you are going to get tours of both mine and Tori's kitchens, they will be pre-recorded because I'll be in uh, Spokane, Washington and uh, will not be in an environment where I can cook. So you're going to get pre-recorded tours of our kitchens. So I hope that you will join us for that. And this will be similar to what the one I did last year, except... Um, uh, this time you get, like I said, Tori's Kitchen as well. So that is what's going to happen the week of the ninth when I'm actually not in my friendly kitchen confines. So, okay, just sprinkling some garlic powder. It, mine comes in a square container, but there's also ones that come in smaller containers too. And most of them do have the plastic film on them, though, that you do have to take off first and so to do that you have to take the lid completely off and then peel back the film and then you just throw that in the garbage put the lid back on and then you have your choice of it coming out in because the lid usually has two sides so there's one side that'll let it come out and which i would use for measuring and for sprinkling purposes i use the what you would guess guess call the colander side Okay, so we need brown sugar, and uh, we can get that just around midnight, but uh, we'll get that now instead. Well, I'm, I'm just quoting a Rolling Stones song, so. but uh, you can go look up the Rolling Stones brown sugar, and you'll know what song I'm talking about, guys, so. That's all we'll say on that, but uh, calls for, I think one, I feel like just reading it, I forget if it said one or two teaspoons brown sugar. Let, I believe let's it was see one. here. Yeah, you're probably right. So the brown sugar comes in a plastic bag. And um, so it doesn't come in your regular paper bag like regular sugar does, so... Um, that's one of the key differences with brown sugar. It's also a lot more, I guess you would say like coarser. That's the best way to describe it. Okay. So this, that depends on the brown sugar. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. The brown sugar I've gotten over here though, for sure, is definitely tended to be more the generic the, uh, stuff tends to be more coarse, but there are um, versions of it that are not. Right. Very good. All right. 
So I'm going to open, I have mine stored in a separate Ziploc as well. So I'm going to open that and then we're just going to scoop out the brown sugar and pour that into the pan. And now one thing, I think it was a misprint on this recipe. It said one BSP prepared mustard. I think that's supposed to be TSP. Um, I would, so. I, I was assuming it was a tablespoon. So, you so, think so it's a tablespoon? It's got every, well, it's got everything except for the tea. So, right. All right. Then we will assume it's a tablespoon of mustard then. So I'm going to get out. This one specifically does say prepared mustard. So I am taking out the mustard container and, um, Again, very easy to tell. It uh, comes in like, uh, I guess you could call it, this one is like in an oblong bottle. It has the um, kind of top that has the squeeze and that flip top. So you can open the flip and squeeze. In this case, since we're measuring, I'm actually going to take the top completely off and hold the spoon over the pan and we're going to squeeze the mustard bottle into the spoon if the stuff wants to come out really come on unfortunately this stuff can be very thick but there we go now we're making some progress maybe i should have gotten a new mustard bottle just for the purpose of this but uh, this stuff is really you know, meant to be squeezed, but uh, we want, since we're doing a tablespoon, we want it all to come out. And actually, I think that's all I have left in this bottle is a tablespoon. Well, now we're, actually, now we're getting more. It's just slowly coming out and being very persistent here. Okay, so now we're going to get that off the tablespoon. And we got a little bit extra in the bottle. We'll just squeeze it out. And uh, start to get that dealt with. Okay, now I'm going to just throw the mustard bottle away because I don't need it anymore. And mustard and brown sugar makes a very interesting combination. And then the other thing we are going to need in a minute is our ketchup. This calls for a cup of ketchup. I realize this can be upsetting to most. So use your judgment on how much ketchup you want. Well, and we're also going to I'm quite vinegar. happy to have a cup of ketchup. <laughs> Me too. And we're also going to need vinegar. And vinegar. So we're going to need a tablespoon Worcestershire sauce and a tablespoon of vinegar. And or so if you don't get... use Worcestershire sauce for some reason, you can substitute with something like soy sauce. Yep. Um, all right. What did I do with my tablespoon? There it is. Okay, I'm just going to slightly rinse it off. It doesn't need a thorough washing just yet because it's going to be used for the same recipe but uh i'm just trying to make sure it doesn't drip everywhere okay worcestershire sauce this comes in a glass bottle 
and uh, flip top lid again. But for measuring, I prefer to take the lid off and just pour directly in. This stuff you want to be careful, which I almost did, uh, not to overdo because it does have a very high salt content. Though there are low sodium, sodium. versions of Worcestershire sauce. So this recipe reminds me a lot of my uh, barbecue meatballs that I did several weeks ago. But because uh, it calls for mustard, uh, except this doesn't call that one doesn't call for mustard. This one does. Okay, vinegar. I know you are lurking in my fridge. Oh, now I found my garlic. Well, what do you know? I'll add that hey, in. Now. Well, now. Well, we'll just have garlic and garlic powder. I'm the one eating this anyway, so. Hey, go for it. But what I'm going to do is once it starts cooking, then I'm just going to mince the garlic into it. And that'll make that easy. Okay, vinegar comes in a uh, soda-like bottle. At least mine does. Okay, pouring the vinegar in. And then we're going to add in a little bit of salt. I think it calls for a full tablespoon. I don't think we're going to need... No, a teaspoon. Teaspoon. Okay. It's going to say tablespoon be a lot. That's the only one that said teaspoon. All right. Oh, good. That's what I would prefer to put in anyway. So we're going to throw the tablespoon away now. Well, not throw it away, but put it in the sink. And I'm going to get my one cup measuring cup. And uh, let's talk about ketchup. This comes, well, if you use ketchup, then you know what it comes in. I've got a very flat flip top lid, at least the Heinz brand does. And when you open it for the first time, the bottle, again, has the plastic film to keep it fresh. So you just use your nail to peel it back if your nail is on the good stuff. Yep. And so... Use your nail to bring, uh, flick it back, uh, peel off the film. If that doesn't work, then you can always use a knife to kind of poke a hole and peel it off by the sides. Okay, we're going to squirt the full cup of ketchup in here. Again, for measuring purposes, I prefer to have the lid completely off. If I was just putting it on a burger or whatever, I would use the flip top lid. Kirby, All you have right. 10 minutes. Perfect. Okay. So we'll be able to at least sample this before the call is done as we are about to turn the thing on. Mine is just done. Yours is just done. All right. Very good. Uh, do we have any questions? Chanel? Chanel, yes. As I put the ketchup in the fridge. And we're going to start this thing. Go ahead, Chanel. Yeah. So um, first of all, three things. When you said you put this, you stood the celery up, did you literally stand it up? So it was kind of tall. And then also, does it need brown sugar? And I like your description of tops and things, but what's a split top? Is that one where it comes open, but it still has flip the... Top. Oh, flip top. Okay. Flip top. Flip that top. Yes. So that's the flip top where it has like a little catch on it where you flip it up and there's like a little hole for the... But yeah, are, sorry, I thought you said There are top. split tops though. Oh, um, right. There are. And that will be where on one side it'll have smaller holes than on the other, which a lot of herb containers do. Okay. Yep. 
Interesting. But, so I but definitely- if you want just a small sprinkle, you use the smaller holes. If you want um, a bigger serving, then you would use the other side with the bigger holes. Yeah. So kind of like the garlic powder, for instance, that has a split top. Yeah. Um, so, and so, yeah. So like I was saying, like, you know, and I use the uh, bigger side for measuring the smaller side of the split top for just sprinkling. And, um, and then like for the other stuff with the flip top. So, okay. Using some sea salt here, but only a little bit is coming out. So we're gonna be carefully, should use a teaspoon for this, I think I will. Um, and Brett, you're asking, does this require the brown sugar? Um, the brown sugar, I mean, of course, it's for flavoring. So it's, I, I guess, they kind of needed to come to get the right flavor combination. Yeah. So if you didn't use it, you'd just have a very different type of flavor. But most sauces, you know, do require some sort of sugar for flavoring. Um, but even like those barbecue meatballs, for instance, they uh, require brown sugar. So, um, yeah, it is something that you would want to use. I, Tori, are there any substitutes for brown sugar? You could do something like um, use some kind of syrup or something, but there, it's kind of difficult to get a sugary substitute without it still having a high sugar content. And actually substituting the brown sugar uh, for something else will increase its sugar content, to be honest. That's what I thought, because brown sugar is a little bit healthier than the regular. Yeah. So sugar. brown sugar is actually your best option for keeping it relatively low in sugar content. If you substitute it for another kind of sugar or syrup, which is usually what you would do if you want to do it without sugar, it would actually increase the sugar content of the overall dish. And uh, as for the celery, I didn't stand mine up. I just laid it flat like the, you know, the sides that... Um, um, so you know how celery is rounded on one side and has the ridges on the other side? Yes. I just laid those ridges sides flat on the cutting board so it wouldn't roll around okay. when I cut it. The way you made it sound at first is that it was actually standing up. So anyway, now you've, yeah, you clarified. All right. Well, that's what I'm here for is to, all right. Thank you, Chanel. Does that answer your, do we answer your other questions? Yes. All right. Uh, do we have any other raised hands? No, when you have five minutes. All right, Chanel, how was breakfast? Good. I would have liked maybe a little bit more for a more balanced meal, but it was good. All right. So we're just uh, cooking this right along here. Folks, we got some other great calls throughout the day. Next hour, the Neighborhood Coffee Clatch ran by Cindy where you get to come into breakout rooms and socialize. And we'll talk more about uh, this recipe. It's uh, looking good. And, tasting um, good too. Tasting good too. Yep. Mm. Actually it is. Yes. It's not, mine's not fully cooked, but I got the sauce like stirred in. And I'm now going to add the garlic to mine, but um, just. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Followed by that, it's going to be 
um, independent living with Jewel. We're going to learn all about gardening. So uh, that's going to be fun. Also, unmute with Marty and Michael. That's a fun call. And games to play with Lady A. There's definitely a call you do not want to miss. And for a complete listing of all our community calls, make sure you're subscribed to community at acb.org. And if you've not done so, email them. Say, hey, I want to be added to the list. And they will gladly do that. And they'll send you that day schedule too. So, And if you can put your address in the body of the email, that would be very helpful. Yeah, email address, not home address. Um, yeah, email address, sorry. Yeah. Although no if matters. you want to give them your home address too, you can, but they only need your email address. Yeah. Um, any last minute questions, guys? And the other question we're going to have, I already know, is what am I making next week? I haven't fully decided yet. If anybody has any quick requests, I will... Consider it, but I'll probably that Cindy Sunshine send us her potato salad recipe. Yep. What I may do is, um, I know we got another got a community cookie recipe, so I may I'll probably do something along the lines of baking next week, either a cookie or another chocolate cake. That kind of sounds fun. So um, cookies. Cookies. No, it is okay. It is a, it is possible to make a cake without it being chocolate. Just saying. Mm, it's possible. Why do you want to? Because um, some people don't want chocolate cake. Okay. Um, I guess we can cater to those that do not want a non-chocolate cake. So I will, we'll do cookies next week because I'm being told that's what today I should make. But I will also make a non-chocolate cake as well in a couple weeks. So Thank you. You are welcome. Um, Sheila, thanks for an amazing job hosting as always. Thank you, Deb, for streaming. Thank you, uh, Twinkling Tori, for co-hosting. Thank you, everybody, no matter how you're listening to this, for uh, being here. I appreciate every single one of you. I don't know how many we had because I've not had a chance to look at my phone, at least on a Zoom call. If somebody's able to give me a quick number, that'd be awesome. But uh, 16. 16. All right. So... Thank you, Linda Yaks. I don't know if you're listening or not, but uh, thank you for this recipe. It is very much appreciated. And uh, things are now blending in nicely. So it's kind of a sweet-ish sauce. Not sweet-ish, but sweet-ish. Um, that's how I would describe it. So I'm now going to add in some more garlic. And really, get I would this agree on the sweetish kind of flavoring. Um, it's not like overly yes. sweet, but you can definitely tell that it's a sweetened sauce. Yep. Okay, and so Tor the tomato flavor is not very strong, despite no. using the cup of ketchup. Just saying. It is not. I, I would agree with that. Granted, mine's not fully cooked in, but I can tell. There's really not a tomatoey flavor. All right, Tori, 30 seconds or less. Are UK people missing out on Sloppy Joes? Yes. All right. Well, you've got a mission now. Go forth and introduce them. So I don't know if you have any neighbors or... Uh, well, the, the only problem with that is most of the people I actually have anything to do with are on the ACB community. And they all already know about Sloppy Joes and we've just told them how to make them. All right. Well, um, there's still Sandra. We need to make sure she's educated. She's and, still on uh, the ACB community, though, isn't she? 
She is, but she's at least in the UK. So I'm just trying to help out the cause here. All right. Enough of my yakking. Sheila, you may end the room. Thank you, everybody. We will be back next week and stay tuned. I will announce on the community call tomorrow what kind of cookie I will be making. So there's an incentive to come to Colby's community call. <laughs>